What's up? What's happening, everybody? Welcome to episode number 81 of Thinking Logically. Joey, baby, how was your Thanksgiving? How do I sound, Mark? I'm just kidding. I feel I feel a lot better. Uh, my Thanksgiving week was a little bit uh, not fun. I got sick. I don't know if it was COVID, Mark, or, or what it was, but I didn't feel good. Uh, I felt a little bit tired under the weather, I guess, on Monday afternoon. And I don't know, maybe I'm just living in the past, but I texted my boss, you know, because I work with children, young children. I said, hey, I'm not feeling well. Should I come into work? Is there anything I should do? Is No, no, nothing. Just come on in, sit right next to the children. We don't care about that kind of stuff anymore, apparently. And uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday was pretty bad. I don't know. I had I had a terrible, terrible cough. And I just had like, when I say no energy, like no energy at all. I mean, I, I, I didn't feel like I had no fever or anything like that. But, um, well, you yeah. might be patient zero for the pneumonia, the pneumonia cases that are coming out of China. Could be. We'll we'll see how long my cough is. But the whole family was sick. Me, my my wife got sick. My son actually was the first one to show symptoms. Then I was second. My <laughs> wife third. But like, my son got over it before I did. My wife, I think, is finally over it now. I I think I'm good. And unlike, this is the first time I've been sick since I think 2019. I, I tested positive for COVID in 2022, I think, something like, or 2021, maybe, winter, when everyone did, but I wasn't sick. I didn't feel sick. I just had to take a, it was one of those things. I had to take the COVID test to see if I was positive when I wasn't sick at all and I tested positive. But this one was just, I don't know, it was the first time I think, like I said, I've been sick in a long time and I didn't take anything. Like all I took was a, what, what are they called? The emergencies. That that's all I took. I, I didn't take any cough syrup, anything. I, I put an onion in honey and used that as like cough syrup a little bit, I guess. And we did that for my son, and everyone turned out healthy and fine. It was, you know, did you say onion and honey? Yeah, you you cut up like an onion and then you put like honey in it. And you let it sit for like six or eight hours, and then it becomes like a natural cough syrup. Apparently, I had no idea. Let's try it out. Yeah, it's actually not bad. And I I I, I kind of like don't like onions. Love honey, don't like onions. And <laughs> it, it was not that bad. Hmm. Well, we have some uh catching up to do. Uh you could call it that. Uh we want to first welcome all of our listeners back uh to the podcast. We want to welcome all of our listeners, our new listeners in India, Joe. So welcome uh to those listening on the Indian subcontinent. We appreciate Thank you and come again. Yeah, we appreciate you subscribing. Uh, to our to our podcast, I was watching Joe over the over the um, break uh, last week on Fox Nation, the streaming service called uh, it was the it was this new Boston Tea Party um, four episode special uh, hosted by Rob Lowe, and I was thinking about our podcast when I was watching this this special. I think it's called just. Um, I think it's called just oh watch liberty or death boston tea party which is the name of it uh if you guys have fox nation check it out but liberty or death boston tea party four episodes 30 minutes each uh <clears throat> fantastic uh i guess you would call it a, a docudrama in the events leading up to and during the boston tea party and if our listeners don't know this i'm sure you know this joe but but the group that was organizing this led by uh, one of the wealthiest men in Boston at the time, New England, John Hancock, Samuel Adams, all the all the household names we know today, they were called the Sons of Liberty. And I thought maybe we should rebrand our podcast, Joe, to, to call it the Sons of Liberty, because I feel like me and you are, and a lot of our listeners as well, fall in line with the, this category, the Sons of Liberty. Joe? Well, we do have a pact, and I don't know what episode we set it on, but we have a pact if things don't get better i think it's by i think it's coming up in a few months we have to buy tea and throw it in the beaver river so i mean that that aligns with them as well so yeah but but and i know there's something you want to get to later on and it deals with privacy online privacy and using pen names and oh yeah uh things like that and that is what these guys did uh to basically draw support for their cause um and that was using pen names in a lot of these newspapers, these journals, these essays, things like that. And, you know, and we'll get into that and, and we'll tie all this together, you know, in a few moments. But uh, just thinking about 
I mean, these guys put their lives on the line, you know, well, well, not to interrupt, but like people need to remember the British government, like didn't exactly treat people kindly that spoke out against it. Like you hear of like London bridge and the tower of London and heads being on spikes along the way there. <laughs> I mean, that wasn't that long. That wasn't that, that long ago, Mark. Right. I mean, they knew, they knew that if they were caught organizing this kind this type of protest, I mean, we're talking hundreds of crates of tea that they would be put to death. Like you were going to get hanged probably. Um, so we can't forget about the, the sacrifice our founding fathers uh, went through uh, and the risk they, they took in order to, for this country to have liberty. And we're watching it evaporate before our very own eyes, not only in this country, Joe, but other places across the world. I was telling you um, the other day, uh, Pope Francis, this, I, I, I don't even know how he can be considered a Pope anymore after his latest uh, stunt, after he uh, removed the Bishop of Tyler, Texas, Bishop Strickland, a conservative, devout Catholic who has been outspoken against the Pope and a second, another outspoken critic of the Pope, a Cardinal, Cardinal Raymond Burke from Wisconsin, um, who had a um, an apartment or as they call it flat in Rome. And I think it may be a small salary or stipend that has been revoked by Pope Francis. Now, uh, Cardinal Burke, I think he's about 75 years old. <clears throat> Again, another outspoken critic of the Pope. He has been punished by Pope Francis for, <clears throat> excuse me, being a being a critic of the Pope. So this is just, Joe, like I said, like I told you, an overarching theme that we're seeing across the world in some of these leftist governments is complete tyranny, uh, punishing your critics and basically doing away with anyone who has any um, opinion that isn't yours. It's just crazy to see, especially coming from the seat of uh, St. Peter. Joe, what do you think? These these people that are being removed, they all have something in common. What they're saying makes sense. What they're saying holds up with traditional Catholic values, does it not? Right. That that's what's so weird about it. It's uh, I, I don't know. I, like, it's not like a presidency though. Like the Pope is like, can the Pope change laws? Can the <laughs> like by himself? Can he even do that? Like, can he can issue like papal bulls and he can issue um, exhortations and things like that and essays where he could give his opinion on on things of like of that nature yeah what what i don't understand is like in the united states usually a little bit of money will get people to get on board with these woke policies yeah the vatican has a lot of money so what are what are they getting to get on board and do this because it doesn't align with their values the past two three four thousand years maybe right four hundred yeah so actually thousand effort i mean yeah so I don't know, Joe. Where do you want to begin here? Uh, we have a lot to go over. It's been it's been about a couple of weeks since we've been since we recorded. So we have we have a lot to go over from uh, President G coming to the United States to the very next day, all of these big corporations boycotting advertising on X, um, to Derek Chauvin being stabbed in prison, to this black Indian face that we saw during the Kansas City Chiefs game. Uh, Elizabeth Warren Trudeau face. Yeah, quite a stir. I mean, mean, we have a lot. We could, uh, we saw another uh, unfortunate uh, military accident happen in uh, East Asia um, with a, with a helicopter going down and killing those on board. I mean, Joe, we have a lot to talk about. Uh, Where should we begin? Uh, Let's do with uh, President Xi, Chairman Xi, whatever you want to call him, Xi Jinping. Sounds meeting good. Biden and Gavin Newsom in California. This was over a week ago. This was before Thanksgiving. And I mean, you get the gist of it. President Xi comes here. He gets treated like royalty. The Where was it? San Francisco or Los Angeles? I think it was San Francisco. The streets in San Francisco look like a, I mean, you can't tell if you're in Beijing or San Francisco with the flags and, and the people cheering for a brutal, brutal dictator. Um, they even cleaned up all the homeless. Where did they go? I have no idea because you think they just come right back or be vagrant somewhere else. But I don't know where the homeless went, how they got out of there so quick. But the story that I want to focus on is the Democratic Party. I, let me just play this Biden clip. This is Biden on Gavin Newsom. I want to talk about Governor Newsom. 
want to thank him. He's been one hell of a governor, man. Matter of fact, he could do anything he He could have the job I'm looking for. He could have the job I'm looking for. So we all know that Biden is controlled by China and you and Ukraine and numerous other places. We have probably have no idea. Who is Gavin Newsom controlled by? I, I don't know, but he goes to meet Xi Jinping. Then 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 they come here to San Francisco. Biden comes over. Is it a three meeting to decide 2024? If the Democratic Party is going to sit us and stare at us and t- look us in the face and say Joe Biden is going to be the nominee for 2024. I, I, I just don't understand how anyone can can believe that at this point. There's no way he can't be the nominee. He has to take a cognitive test this time. He's not going to last. He doesn't have COVID to, to hide him this time. He has to actually campaign. Mark, how long is this going to go on where they're going to sit here and lie to the American people before they probably make a switch at the last minute and complain that we should delay the election or do something like this? How long is it going to go on with Biden as the as the actual nominee? How long are they going to lie to us? You know, I, I just Googled just a quick while you were talking there. Gavin Newsom. How does Gavin Newsom get on the ballot for 2024? I, I, I keep going back to this. I, I, I just don't know how he can get on the ballot in all these states next summer if this were to happen. I looked it up. I think. Yeah. Go ahead. I, there's a way where if Biden would die or something like that. It could go to, I don't know if it's the super delegates or how it works, and they can choose the nominee. So that would they, they get to pick. You don't get to vote. The Democratic committee gets to pick. The super delegates get to pick. But the, but the only way that happens if, is if the president dies. I think, Jesus uh, is like this is like five days ago. I did this probably longer. Me... Yeah. Well. Okay. Um, it, it, it just seems. A stretch. I, I don't see Biden dying anytime soon. <laughs> so let's, I let's mean, just I, uh, put that out there. We can't we can't sit here and speculate that he's going to die literally in the next like six months. We, let's, let's, let's save this because it's going to be it's not going to be funny. It's going to be a tragedy. But I mean, he's he's not in the best health, and I I, I don't know. I yeah. don't know. People just. I just I just don't see. I just don't see this happening. I see this more as is something that's being the foundations are being laid for 2028. That's what I okay. Let me let me phrase it a different way because I mean we're kind of like joking around a little bit here. Would you put it past the Democrats to actually kill Joe Biden to get him out of the way to do? Not at all. Okay, that that's all I need. That's all I need to hear. Then that's all I need to hear. It, 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 I just I just feel like that would be an extreme, extreme move on their part. You're absolutely right. But we have to talk about it because if it does happen, we could play this back. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what the plan is, but, you know, there is a plan and you know that they're they are they are hatching something. There's got to be some plan A, plan B, plan C. Um, uh, quite frankly, at all, all for me, Joe, it all goes back to voter integrity election integrity you know how can we be sure that we have a a a, uh, a safe and secure election in 2024 i just don't see that happening like we saw over in argentina javier malay be elected they knew what that night after the election was over all the votes were counted that night um i think the same thing happened in i believe the netherlands it was uh, where they elected a and i love all the media labels these guys far right um you always see it's very coordinated how they how they describe these politicians. You never hear about a far left politician, but you always hear about these far right politicians. So, I mean, these are these are obviously they, they, these elections are safe and secure. They all the everything, all the votes were counted in that that day, that night. So uh, it all boils down to election integrity for me, Joe. If we have a safe and secure election, if we had in person, all in person voting and everyone had to show a voter ID and every, all the votes were tallied by hand, and we know who was going to win that night, it would be 100% a lock Donald Trump would win in 2024. Hands down, wouldn't even be close. But because we have to sit here and like kind of be skeptical about our election process and who runs the elections in some of these states, you honestly just can't be sure. And that's really sad, given the state, you know, especially here, we're going to be in 2024 next month, uh, 
Oh, next month. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. But um, will Gavin Newsom be the nominee? Are they going to pull a switcheroo next summer at the Democratic National Convention? They could. Um, and, you know, who knows what they have, what they're trying, what they're lining up in terms of, you know, getting Gavin Newsom on the ballot. It very well could happen. So that's kind of my take. Just the, the only thing that, that where it hurts them, where they're probably actually nervous, is it's a white man technically replacing a black woman if you count Kamala, if something happens to Biden. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, I mean, we have seen um, support for Joe Biden erode in the black community. I mean, erode enough to the point where this could swing the election to Donald Trump. I mean, we're talking, um, what, at least 10 to 15 percent of black voters are now saying they're going to support Donald Trump. We just saw what one of the BLM leaders yesterday, Joe, I sent it to you. I said, I don't know how I feel about this. You know, do endorsements swing elections? Probably not. Not not that great. But you have one of the leaders of BLM come out on Fox News and say he is supporting Donald Trump. He's going to be blamed for the riots in 2020, though. Trump. <laughs> it's, it's, speaking of that, I was telling um, talking to somebody about about this election. We are, you know, inside of a year away. If Donald Trump is elected president. The riots and protests that you're going to see happen in this country will make the summer of 2020 look like a festival of fantasy parade at the Magic Kingdom. I mean, it is going to be, for the lack of a better word, a massive shit show in this country, worse than we saw in 2020. But I don't know. Hopefully we get there. Let's get the shit parade started. I'm ready. I'm ready. I, I just don't know how this is all going to go. Um we have Robert F. Kennedy, um, Cornell West. I think Jill Stein is even uh, getting back on the ballot in some states. So Biden might finish in fifth. <laughs> I, I just don't see. You know, though, the Democratic machine is going to try to scare voters and scare uh, people away from voting for Trump. They're going to play the, uh, the 2020 riots all over again. Um, they're going to talk about abortion, uh, all this stuff. You know, it's going to, you know, that they are, it's like they're laying in the weeds right now. And once we hit March and April in the spring, it's going to be full throttle, you know, all out against Donald Trump. Yeah. And don't forget if he, if he wins on election night, then that's whenever it'll go from volume 10 to just max volume 99. Oh yeah. I mean, you're already seeing it, Joe. You're already seeing it because you're seeing um, people in the mainstream media talk about these scare tactics of what Trump's going to do when he's a president, you know, with these mass deportations and putting people up in camps. And, oh, so you're telling me he's going to get rid of people that are here illegally? Sign the, me up. the best part is, like, there's no argument because you could say Joe Biden did the exact same thing with political prisoners from January 6th and then hit the tapes for three years using his DOJ and Merrick Garland. And and put people in jail for the wrong reasons, where they're all being released now, it which is weird. And it, the truth is finally coming out about what happened in 2020. And I'm not talking about coronavirus. I'm talking about the election. Yeah. And I think another thing we could we could we could look back to if Donald Trump is elected president is Elon Musk buying Twitter. Um. The fact that people can go there, um, uh, and find news that isn't really um we'll call it algorithmed out you know out of your feed and stories aren't hidden anymore and, and the shills the most important part Mark, the shills get community noted into oblivion when yes. they try to when they, when they try to their narrative stuff yeah so um that's kind of uh what i've been thinking about lately as it relates to this election uh we got one what joe 11 months to go. But on the same time, Joe, I do think we are probably, if we somehow were to lose this election in 2024, we are probably, I don't want to think what will happen if that happens, but you could be looking at a country that is completely unrecognizable by 2028. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Give it another year. Honestly, if you're listening, revisit this. Revisit this. The end of November 2024, please. 
See what see episode eighty one. So, uh, but that's a great transition. Speaking of Elon Musk and saving some social media, at least Twitter. Um, you know, there's a new hate speech law in New York, the state of New York. Did you, ever, did you have you seen this? Have you heard about this? <laughs> no, please enlighten me. So, New York Governor Kathy Hochul announced Monday. This is last, so the week of Thanksgiving. Um, her state ramped up social media surveillance efforts in response to increased anti-Semitism in the Big Apple. In a speech, Hochul cited a rise in pro-Palestinian rallies taking place across New York City, such as the one over Veterans Day weekend. Um, she also saw protesters scale a light post and tear down the U.S. and U.N. flags. I'm fine with one of those flags being torn down, Mark, the U.N. Anyway, we're very focused on the data we're collecting from surveillance efforts. What's being said on social media platforms? Um, we have launched an effort to be able to counter some of the negativity and reach reach out to people when we see hate speech being spoken about on online platforms. Mark, yeah, New York City has gone from ending stop and frisk to sending someone to your door if you say something mean online. This is comical. I mean, it's par for the course for the state of New York, which is... Um you know, evolving into a heaping pile of shit uh, in the last several months, not only with this governor, but with all of the um, migrants that are uh, setting up shop in New York City. Did you see, um, not to get off topic here, Joe, but did you see that in in New York City, they're actually allowing these migrants um, to basically, um, they're able to get a plane ticket anywhere in the world and New York will send them anywhere they want to? In the entire world, like just get out of our city, basically. In the world, how, how do they get past customs? <laughs> I don't know. I was thinking the same thing. They're literally giving them, like, letting them buy plane tickets to anywhere they want in the world, so they could leave the city. Oh, wait, so I feel like this is a giant waste of money. So we'll, we're not going to blame Ron DeSantis or, or Abbott or anyone. So they fly them up to New York, cost money. New York has to house them for a little bit. Then if New York flies them back anywhere south, they're just going to be flown right back. And it's it's going to be like a carousel. They're going to be rounded up and like Ben Stiller at the end of the Heartbreak Kid and just flown right back to New York City, which I think the immigrants think is worse than, than wherever they came from, which is completely ironic. Well, I'm assuming they're not going back to the United States. They're not going somewhere else in the United States, probably going somewhere in Europe or somewhere like that. But New York must be saying to themselves, it's cheaper for us to fly them out of the city than to continue to, you know, uh, pay for them. I mean, New York City is in a world of trouble with their budget because they have to pay for all of this, all of the migrants. I mean, it's like, what did I, what did we see, see Joe, like a billion dollars it's going to cost New York City? Yeah, when he complained about it, he got, he got, when he complained about it, they sent Merrick Garland after him. Yeah. Was it the DOJ? I don't even know if it was the DOJ, the FBI, who it was regarding the same branch. Um, they sent Maragon after him, I think. Yeah. But this social media thing from the governor is, um, it, it, I find it odd. I mean, I don't know what, what, where they're going with this. Um, you know, I mean, in, in a way, I feel like they should, you know, it says here over surging anti-Semitism, you know, we're seeing a lot of that lately. So, um, if this helps protect, um, synagogues and Jewish communities and people, uh, then great. You know, uh, maybe maybe it'll save lives. But um, this is uh, you just have to question it uh, because it's coming from a Democrat. That's I think that's the point we're trying to make here is that when you see Democrats talk like this, you makes you think um, censorship, control, tyranny. Okay, um, an infringement a, on free speech. That's a great point, and that's a great transition. So. I'm going to play you, you said Democrat. I'm going to play you a rhino, which is a Republican in name only, saying what she wants to do to every single person on social media or what she would require. When I get into office, the first thing we have to do, social media accounts, social media companies, they have to show America their algorithms. Let us see why they're pushing what they're pushing. The second thing is every person on social media should be verified by their name. That's, first of all, it's a national security threat. When you do that, 
all of a sudden people have to stand by what they say and it gets rid of the Russian bots, the Iranian bots and the Chinese bots. And then you're going to get some civility when people know their name is next to what they say. Accountability. And they know their pastor and their family member is going to see it. It's going to help our kids and it's going to help our country. Okay, Nikki Haley, using your real name, a.k.a. Namorata. What's what's her real name? I don't know. I didn't know. I didn't know. I've never heard her real name. I don't think. It's Namorata or something. I can't remember her. Mm -hmm. Google it. Um, She doesn't use her real name. And and she she, she wants to require people to not be anonymous on the internet. Well, Nikki Haley, or whatever your real name is, do you think they might be anonymous on the internet is because they're afraid, just like our founding fathers were afraid of being persecuted for their thoughts. I don't understand this. Like, Like I've said before so many times here, our founding fathers use pen names for a reason, for a reason. And they just want to say, well, you know, the, a, a, an account on social media is just another form of a pen name. And they want to take that away from you because yeah. they, they, they can dox you and find out who you are and come to your house, just like in New York City, and talk to you and make sure you're a good little citizen. And you don't say those things like coronavirus could have came from China or the 2020 election was stolen, or the Hunter Biden laptop is real, or the Ukraine thing is just an entire money laundering scheme. We could go on and on and on. Oh, and the biolabs too. We never got to the bottom of that. Yep. So many, so many other things, Mark. Well, you know, back in the 1770s, um, when they were using pen names, you know, they did that, like you said, to avoid being um, arrested, jailed, um, you know, any other sort of punishment that the British government thought that would be appropriate for them. And today we have, um, instead of that, we have, well, um, the FBI coming yeah. to your house, um, you know, uh, intimidation. Uh, you know, actually, we've, ac- we've actually seen people go to jail with the Hillary Clinton meme creator, you know, which is a complete, I don't know how that is not a complete and total infringement on the First Amendment. Um, but we're seeing something similar today you know, for people using their real name out there. So, um, <laughs> I don't know, man, it's crazy. Uh, the Nikki Haley, um, I was just listening to, uh, I think it was Dan Bongino was saying that, um, uh, Jamie Dimon, the CEO of JP Morgan is all in on Nikki Haley. Joe, <laughs> what do you think when you hear that? I just get disgusted. Who would be all in on Nikki Haley? She's Dick Cheney in heels. She's, she's a warmonger. She's, uh, the, she would be who I would vote for last. Obviously, I mean, I like Ron DeSantis. I don't like how he's been the last six, eight, ten months. But I would vote for him before I voted for Nikki Haley. I'd vote for Vivek before I voted for Nikki Haley. But as you know, it's, you know, no one but Trump for me. I got a little, as the guy from Bama said that poisoned the trees, I got a little too much MAGA in me. <laughs> She, she, can't would, be, she can't be the nominee, not with views like this. And, and they're holding another Republican debate. It's going to be her, Vivek, Ron DeSantis. Is Chris Christie still in it? I don't even know. I think he might be. Um, he'll be up there with, with things, um, with probably a sandwich, who knows. Anyway, so you have down to four people now. Why are they wasting money on this debate whenever it's going to be held on Fox News, CNN, wherever? Have Rumble hosted. Have Tucker Carlson. This is where... This is where the conservative voices are. This is where most of the people that are really conservative and really are, you know, America first are. These are just rhinos in the stage, Mark. Yeah. It's a zoo exhibit. The fact that they held the last debate on NBC, <laughs> you know, I think I think that I, I could see both sides of that. You know, you want to get uh, in front of, um, you know, more of a mainstream audience. Um but at the same time, we saw the two moderators, Lester Holt and Kristen Welker, who clearly, uh, you know, have a Democratic agenda uh, at hand there. So um, it would be nice to see a debate on a different platform. So um, we'll see. I, I, I just I feel like that they are there's some sort of strategy going on here, Joe, in order to take out Donald Trump and, and prevent him from getting the amount of uh, votes needed. Uh, at the Republican National Convention to be president. I don't think it's going to work, but I feel like there's some strategy here between the sanctimonious and Nikki Haley um, where they're going to try to peel off votes from Trump. So, but again, I don't think it's going to work. I mean, I just feel like he is, 
too far in the lead in a lot of these states to to lose any of the states. I mean, he might be close in Iowa or might be close in South Carolina, but I don't see another state that he is going to possibly lose in the Republican primaries. No, no, I, I guess. Okay. I'll paint you a picture. So Iowa, he'll win. We'll just say he'll win Iowa. I, I don't think even though the, it, it'll be closer than people think what we'll say. Mm-hmm. Hampshire. He'll probably win New Hampshire. Trump. Now, South Carolina is Nikki Haley territory. That's the battleground right there. If Trump wins South Carolina, overdone. If Nikki Haley wins South Carolina, then there's some momentum. And it goes from there. And and what is it, 1,200 and some uh, 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 things you have to get? Um, yes. Yeah, 1,200 some delegates. 1,200 and some delegates. I, I, I haven't even tried to crunch numbers on the math of that. But if... Right. Ron DeSantis and, and she gets some. I mean, it, it, I, does he get to that 1,200? I don't know. I don't know. I can't answer now. I, I would assume yes, but it all depends on South Carolina and, and the first two primaries. You'll know right away. Yeah. All right. Well, we will um, we will find out, I guess, eventually. Uh, speaking of elections and speaking of running for office, Joe, our, our friend and recurring guest, Roman Kozak, has announced uh, he is running for uh, Pennsylvania House of Representatives. So uh, for those of you who have been listening with us for a while, Roman is the Beaver County Republican Committee chairperson. So he will be running for a a seat here in Beaver County. Uh, I believe it's the northern part of the county, not your district, Joe, but um, another district that borders you where you live. So um, which is a firmly red district. So uh, best of luck to Roman. Uh, He has the primary in the spring and then general again next fall. So. Uh, hopefully, Roman will be representing the people of Beaver County in Harrisburg next year. So Christian nationalism. Yes. <laughs> uh, and we'll get Roman on the show uh, again to talk about his campaign and his race and uh, all the problems he wants to address. So uh, let's move on to Simon Ateba. Joe, you have uh, he's been posting some fire content lately on X. Joe, what do you got here on Donald Trump needing to be eliminated? So this is on Jen Psaki's show. Um... This is Representative Dan Goldman, I believe, Dan Goldman. And uh, this is him on Trump. Keep in mind, this is one of the guys on the January 6th committee, okay? Why is it not playing? Hold on one second. In the courtroom, as I think he's finding out in the New York Attorney General's case in New York, a civil case, and and that's going to continue in his criminal trials. But his rhetoric is really getting dangerous, more and more dangerous. And we saw what happened on January 6th when he uses inflammatory rhetoric now and his recent true social post uh, is incredibly, incredibly scary for anyone uh, that might be trying to work in government. And um, it is just uh, uh, unquestionable at this point that that man cannot see public office again. He is not only unfit, he is destructive to our democracy, uh, and he has to be uh, he has to be eliminated. You know what's unfit? Having 40-some thousand hours of January 6th video, not letting the public see, sending people to jail, having at least one person kill themselves because they didn't want to go to jail for, for however long uh, Matthew Perna, I think his name was. And then you find out months later that it wasn't like they said it wasn't like they said it was at all and we find out the other day mark this is breaking news kind of that officer signick might have been killed by friendly fire but these guys get to go on tv and spout the january 6th narrative and say it's a reason why trump is unfit and needs to be eliminated and and that's the that's not dangerous eliminated think about that Think about saying that as a as, to a former president. Um, I mean, it's been said before, you know, especially by the likes of Dan Bongino and these other guys. I mean, Donald Trump's life could be in danger. I mean, you talk about the Democrats wanting to um, eliminate Joe Biden to make way for Gavin Newsom. Don't put it past them to take out Donald Trump if they feel like he's too big of a threat. Um, I hope to God that does not happen, and I hope that, that they wouldn't think of that. Of, of that would be an option, but 
I mean, we have to be real. These people are vicious and they are ruthless and they will stop at nothing to maintain power. And again, uh, I hope we don't see that happen. I can't stand the double standard, though. If Trump would say something like this, I, I mean, they indicted him for the January 6th because that was incitement. What is this? Just like when Chuck Schumer sat there and said, you've released the whirlwind. You're going to pay Kavanaugh. You're going to pay Gorsuch. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then a couple of weeks later, someone was at, I think it was Kavanaugh's house with a knife and arrested. It, uh, they did the same thing during the summer of love. You got videos of Maxine Waters telling them to get in people's face when they're eating, make them feel uncomfortable. The double standard is just making me sick. And I, I just don't honestly. Yeah. It, it makes me want to light my hair on fire when yeah. that POS Jen Psaki, as I would say, <laughs> Paskey, mm-hmm. whenever she gets her own show and gets to this. <laughs> She gets the she gets her own show. Yeah. She literally lied for a year straight, got to put her two weeks, and then lie on television. Listen, I did think she was a very good press secretary. Oh yes, uh, good at lying. Yes, I'll, I'll give you that. But she was a terrible person. She was very skilled at what she was doing, much more so than this disgrace we have now, Corinne Jean Pierre. But um, speaking of Simon Atebajo, I was looking at I was looking for this this tweet he posted. And I wanted to read this. This is from two days ago. Um, it says, correct me if I'm wrong. I believe that if Donald Trump secures the nomination, GOP nomination, he has a greater chance than the others of beating Biden next year. If voters reject him, the FBI takes him out, he says. The courts stop him or the mainstream media beats him. The MAGA base may not come out next year in large numbers, except maybe for a backup candidate. The only one left now is Vivek Ramaswamy. Again, I may be wrong, but as I write this, I believe that none of the, none of the other GOP candidates can stop Trump, and he would win the nomination by May or June. Winning the presidential election for Trump is another story. He has a good chance, but there is no one who can galvanize the Democratic base more than Trump. Actually, Biden's prayer may be Trump, because many Democrats who do not want him to run will come out not to vote for him, but against Trump. That will not be the only problem Trump will face. Massive protests for women and abortion, as well as huge rallies against racism and authoritarianism would paralyze cities. Select J6 videos would play on television screens daily. Followed by warnings that Hitler may be out to take power in America. Fear-mongering will hit an all-time high with the targets being independent voters Trump needs. That's not the only problem both Trump and Biden will have. Robert Kennedy Jr. might be a factor as well for voters who may not want either of the two candidates. This will be key in swing states where a few thousand votes can mean victory or defeat. There will also be the issue of the integrity of the ballot. Will people vote in person with unverifiable IDs or will they send millions of ballots from home, creating doubt and increasing the possibility of fraud? Finally, the media war, particularly the social media war, will be brutal, with people being silenced or not having the resources the mainstream media has to fight back. As few people subscribe, wanting change but not empowering those who have huge platforms and the skills and integrity to fight back to do their job. Again, I may be wrong, but I've been wrong many times in the past 24 hours. But if the past polls are any indication, they cannot be believed. Virtually all of them from 2016 to 2023 have been wrong. And current polls will most likely be wrong as well. So that is something that caught my eye there from Simon Ateba. Interesting. Very, very, very interesting. Good insight, too, because it'll shake out that way one way or another. Believe me. Yeah. One way or another. Um, All right. Let's move on to, uh, I guess we'll talk about Derek Chauvin quickly here. Guy got stabbed in prison. Uh, was in, I think, critical, serious condition. Um, Joe, who who's trying to take out Derek Chauvin in prison? I don't know who's trying to take him out. It could be could be a gang. Could be someone that's mad about you know what he did to George Floyd. Even though there's still a lot of questions surrounding that, including the medical report in the corner, what he said. Um, anyway, uh, this is a touchy subject because this almost tore a nation apart four years ago. Yeah. I'm going to play you a clip from his final his final statement to the family. It's from 2.5, two and a half years ago. Um, and then I'm going to take it from there. Uh, Mr. Chauvin, this is your opportunity, if you wish, to uh, give any input to the court. And so I turn it over to you and your attorney. Thank you, Your Honor. Um, at this time, due to some additional legal matters at hand, I'm not able to give a full formal statement at this time. Um, but for briefly, though, I uh, 
do want to give my condolences to the Floyd family. Um, there's going to be some other information in the future that would be of interest. And uh, I hope things will give you some some peace of mind. Thank you. And I'll note that I did read your comments in the pre-sentence investigation as well. Oh, there's going to be something that comes out in the future. And then all of a sudden he's stabbed. Whenever his appeal, did it get denied or was it coming up? Apparently, this is this is all very recent. I need to remind our audience that George Floyd and Derek Chauvin knew each other before this happened because they worked at the same club. And that's yes. not coming from me. That's coming from the owner of the club. All right. Um, it was El Nuevo Rodeo, I believe was the name of the club. And Mark, what do you think happened to that club? Can we go inside of it right now? I, I That's a good question. I don't know what did happen. What if I told you it burned down during the Summer of Love riots? Or I guess that would be like, yeah, Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. Burned down conveniently. <laughs> so George Floyd was using fake money. And that's the reason this whole thing started. Look, man, I... I there's a lot there's a lot more here than meets the eye because I, I watched the videos, I saw the different angles. You, you at best, you can't tell if he's applying any pressure to his neck. It doesn't look like he is from the one angle. And aren't police taught that maneuver? They are. Ah this is this is a touchy, touchy, touchy topic, but there's a lot more to the story where it, it, it's like an episode of Breaking Bad where he's just getting knifed in prison right after his appeal, right before his appeal. And then you play that clip back of the trial and it's just weird. What's going to come out later? You know, uh, what was he insinuating? I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know, but uh, people get stabbed in prison all the time. Why is he not in protective custody? He's a former police officer. Well, Jack Posobiec says he is a loose end for the Biden administration that, that they need to take care of. Do you buy that? I don't know the Biden administration, but for someone that's a loose end. I've, you know, you know, I've had questions about this since the time it started because this is this is whenever I went down my deep rabbit holes. Remember, they attacked CNN that night. It was, I think, a couple of days after George Floyd died. They attacked CNN, and I said, "Wait a minute!" They broke the windows. I said, "How did they? How did CNN get?" police and riot gear down there so fast like inside the building marching down the steps and it just all looked kind of staged then mm -hmm. then you have stuff like january 6th and, and stuff after i'm not saying george floyd's alive i'm not saying it didn't happen i'm just saying something is weird about this story something's been weird about it for three and a half years and we never got any answers just like we never get any answers about anything well the supreme court rejected his appeal on november 20th so not that long ago, uh, within the last two weeks, says here the U.S. Supreme Court on Monday, this was on the 20th, declined to hear an appeal by former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin of his conviction of the for the murder of George Floyd during the 2020 arrest. Um, the justices turned away Chauvin's appeal that he filed after a Minnesota appellate court upheld his 2021 murder conviction and rejected his request for a new trial. Chauvin had argued that jury bias and certain rulings by the presiding judge deprived him of his right to a fair trial under the U.S. Constitution's Sixth Amendment. And he is serving a 22-and-a-half-year prison sentence. Uh, and again, this is this is public knowledge. George Floyd had a lethal amount of fentanyl in his system at the time. And, and I mean, he wasn't the nicest guy. There's all these murals of him. He beat a pregnant woman. I mean, he, he, he wasn't he wasn't a great person. Yeah. And, and that this event caused our country a lot of pain. Because you had people that died during coronavirus that couldn't see their loved ones, but they brought that casket to every single city in America, I feel like. Yeah. People were allowed to go out and riot for it, everything. Well, it says here separately, Chauvin in December of 2021 pleaded guilty in federal court to charges that he violated Floyd's civil rights. Yeah, but you saw it with January 6th. People pled guilty to breaking the law, and they had no idea they were just having bad. The QAnon shaman said he had, he had bad counsel. Yeah. Um, and then it says here, the last sentence here, it says Chauvin on November 13th filed a motion seeking to overturn that conviction based on what he claims is new evidence showing that Floyd's death resulted from an underlying medical condition. So 
Interesting. Um, do you want to spend any more time on this story? This is very touchy and no. <laughs> um, let's let's wrap up here with this last one involving, of course, black Indian face. Yeah, this is coming from Deadspin now, which is a a super left leaning uh, media <laughs> outlet. Oh, take it away! <laughs> I can't because they try to ruin a little kid's life. In a, a little kid's life, literally. <laughs> Let me just read you the headline. I don't know if they corrected it or not, but this is published. This story, when I say like people on the internet are getting good at like debunking stuff, this story was completely debunked. I think it came out at 10.45 a.m. on Monday morning. By the afternoon, you you could have wiped your rear end with it because it was toilet paper. The NFL needs to speak out against the Kansas City Chiefs fan in blackface slash native headdress. Santa Yen's band of Chamash Indians condemn wearing <laughs> the kid ended up being Indian, but Mark, it's updated, so I can't I can't read how it when was. You say Indian? Do you mean Native American? Yes, yes, not red dot feather. <laughs> he didn't celebrate Diwali. He's actually Native American. He's a literal Native American child. So well, the the side picture that they put is the kid in the headdress wearing a Travis Kelsey jersey, which I thought everyone loves Travis Kelsey now since he started dating Taylor Swift. And they show half his face from a side profile and it's completely black. And it looks like he's wearing blackface, like he's Justin Trudeau or like he's Ralph Northam. What was the governor of uh, Virginia? I believe it was him. Or like he's Elizabeth Warren, you know, getting her. I'm one twenty eight thousandth Indian. Yeah. And you see the side of his face completely blacked out. And this guy calls it blackface. But when you look at the other side, it's painted completely red. So it's half black, half red which, oddly enough, were the color of the Kansas City Chiefs, the game he was attending. Mark, Mark, this journalist needs fired immediately. Mm -hmm. He he tried to ruin a child's life. This is like the scene in the movie Casino, where Robert De Niro fires the idiot cowboy slot manager. (laughs) Either this journalist was too stupid to look at the other side of the kid's face, or he was actively trying to slander a child to push a false narrative. To push a false narrative. Either way, he's out. This is one of those stories that just kind of leave you speechless. I mean, this child probably what eight, nine years old, ten. <laughs> oh my lord! What a, what a quote. horrible! It takes horrible a lot. It, it takes a lot to disrespect two groups of people at once. But on Sunday afternoon in Las Vegas, a Kansas City Chiefs fan found a way to hate black people and Native Americans at the same time. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Why did the camera person give this fan attention? Why did the producer allow the camera angle to be aired at all? Uh, like you said, age, how was this journalist not out of a job? Despite their age, who taught that person that what they were wearing was appropriate? I don't know. Maybe his Native American grandfather. <laughs> Apparently, this 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 kid is part of the Santa Inez Band of Chumash Indians. They are affiliated with that. There's no place huh. for a franchise to be called the Chiefs in a league that already eradicated the Redskins. I, I mean, I, I don't know where these people get off. Yeah. Kid painted his face red and black just to support the Kansas City Chiefs. And he almost had his life ruined. If he would have been a little bit older, if he would have been 18, done, done. Yeah. Drop, fire from your job. I mean, you might have been vindicated later. But fire from your job. He he needs to sue Deadspin. He He'd be in the Nick Sandman territory. Yeah. So, all right. Let's just go on. Let's read a couple headlines from across the world here, Joe. Um, from our uh, our Disclose um, platform that we access. Um, and we have a couple bigger ones in the last you know three days or so. Uh, we'll start with the most recent one. Uh, this guy named Schellenberger, uh, U.S. and United Kingdom military contractors deployed sophisticated psychological operations and disinformation tactics against the American people. Joe, what in the hell is a psychological operation against the American people? Like QAnon? <laughs> QAnon. 
uh like like the hunter the hunter biden laptop is disinformation like russia 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 sophisticated psychological operations and disinformation tactics um the the whole thing is very sophisticated it's been going on for over 50 years yeah so it's called it's called your television yeah. and it's going to be called artificial intelligence as we you know that's, that's scary it's scary man move forward uh, OPEC members agree to cut oil output by an additional 1 million barrels a day. That's from this morning. Okay. Get fuel up now. Hey, I paid 320 something the other day. I do the uh the Giant Eagle My Perks pay. It's way cheaper than Costco. So, okay, so I'm Giant Eagle. I I I have it on my Snapchat. So, I guess it was 4 years ago. I think it was a dollar 92. Wow. Uh, electric vehicles have almost 80% more problems than gas-powered ones, a new report says. Hmm, you don't say. <laughs> uh, Israel's Netanyahu. We swore, I swore, to eliminate Hamas. Nothing will stop us. We will continue the war. Okay. I, th- I saw they had a, piece, or a ceasefire for a little bit, and it got broken, I think. so. Yeah, there was some release of hostages, and now they want to release all the hostages if Israel releases all the Hamas prisoners. Did I hear it right that Biden had a hand in that negotiation and no American prisoners were released? No, I think I think I did read where there was one, at least one American prisoner. Oh, they got one out. Good, good, good job, oh, Joe. At least one. I don't know how many for sure. It was probably someone he knew, guaranteed. Uh, actually, I think it was. Actually, it was the actually it was the niece of one of the of the lady of who bought Hunter Biden's art. I did hear that. I thought I dreamt that, and it was. It, it's a real story. Do not dream that. Yeah. Just so happens to be that person. Now you can't argue. You have perks for, for hunting, for, for buying Hunter Biden. Or Hunter Biden's finger paint. Yeah. <laughs> he ain't, believe me, he ain't painting with his fingers, if you know what I mean. <laughs> After I saw that laptop videos and pictures, he's not using his fingers. <laughs> Russia Supreme Court designates the international LGBT movement as an extremist organization and banned its activities within the country. The decision comes into force immediately after a closed-door trial with no defendant in Russia's justice ministry as plaintiff. Uh, I mean, still not as bad as if you're if you're one of those in, in Hamas or the Middle East. Yeah. That might be going a little bit too, too far, but hey, Russia. Um, Henry Kissinger, finally dead at 100, Joe. We, t- we were just talking about him not too long ago. We're like, how was he still alive? And now he's dead. Yeah, um, he is. Uh, I mean, warmonger. Like I said, I, I'm not happy he's dead, but I did not like the guy. It was, I'm not a fan of his at all. He was the last. He was Secretary of State under Richard Nixon. He was the last remaining um, surviving the, member of the Nixon administration. Nixon Nixon cabinet, I think. Is he the one that got us off the gold standard? Mm, I don't know. I don't know. Using speculators or whatever the whole myth. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, this is an interesting one. Sam Altman is back as CEO at OpenAI. Joe, I don't know if you heard the story or not with OpenAI, but this Sam oh, Altman, I did. Uh, he was removed by the board because he uncovered something within their programming or their AI. I don't know what, what the proper term is that would threaten humanity. Joe, what the hell did he uncover? No one really knows. Well, they rehired him, didn't they? Well, they brought him back. Yeah, it just says he's back because so, like, 700 employees... Back. They well, all of the employees of the company threatened to leave if he if they didn't bring him back. I wonder if they're all like Terminator robots. <laughs> what did he uncover though? I mean, you you talk about like scary things, you know. There's there's certain people that if you're on the left, it's climate change, it's all this. You're talking about like CERN, AI, transhumanism. That's the stuff that kind of scares me. So I don't know what he found. We can only speculate, but. Again, another story we won't hear anything about for six, eight months, if ever. Seems kind of important, like right up there with UFOs. This whole AI thing has me shook a little bit. No, I'm in, in all seriousness, uh, I, you know, it, we just don't know where it's going. I mean, people are sounding the alarms left, right. I mean, this is not a political issue. People are literally screaming from the from the from the rooftops. This is going to threaten humanity. 
and it might not even be us. What if China beats us to something? And, and, and I mean, they, they're going to have a declining population in a couple decades. They're going to need to use something like that AI to help with their entire economy, system, everything. They're going to need it before we do. I mean, what if the AI systems start communicating with other AI systems? What if they start controlling weapon systems and other advanced military? I mean, what if this thing just spirals completely out of control? I mean, there were there were there were literally be a tipping point, Joe, where it will be too late to control this. Mark my words. You heard it here first. You you could argue that that, that tipping point is very close, and that's what that's what scared yeah. the crap out of someone. Uh, this was a good one. Um, how long is this clip? I'm gonna I'm gonna play this clip, Joe, because this is great. Somebody's gonna try to blackmail me with advertising. Let's go I'm back going... here. Somebody's gonna try to blackmail me with advertising. Blackmail me with money. Oh, fuck yourself. But go fuck yourself. Is that clear? I hope it is. Hey, Bob. You... In the. And that, if you didn't recognize his voice, it's Elon Musk asked about Disney's Bob Iger pulling his ads from his platform. So you heard his response there. Um, Musk later added, what I see all over the place is people who care about looking good while doing evil. F them. I like that quote. He makes yeah. a great point. Yep. Um, how about what's going on in Ireland, Joe? Black Lives Matter. Um supporter Jerry Carroll, MLA of the Irish Party People Before Profit, says the slogan, Irish Lives Matter, is racist poison. Um, we, we saw some migrants, I believe it was migrants, so correct me if I'm wrong here, stab and kill a young girl. Conor McGregor speaking out uh, against, uh, you know, migrants and things like that. Joe, am I on the right path here? Yeah. That's interesting. Um, and someone's in very serious condition, too. Wasn't there? Yes. There was more than one person killed. I think there was like a half dozen or something. Yeah. But uh, that's listen. Ireland is not. They're a they're a globalist country, and I think the people are starting to realize it and fight back. Yeah. Well, Conor McGregor is 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 obviously very popular within the country, and then here the next thing here it says Ireland's media minister calls on the public to report any hate speech they see online to the police. Val's new era to make the online world safer from next year, Joe. Oh, here we go. Here we go with that. How are they going to do it? Because they don't own Twitter anymore. Yeah. they to do it on Facebook and Instagram, I guess. Rumble video platform files federal defamation lawsuit against Check My Ads co-founders. Good for them. Um, after Birmingham, now Nottingham City Council declares itself bankrupt. All new spending, except for protecting vulnerable people, and statutory services must stop immediately. That's what happens. Yeah. Americans need an extra $11,400 today just to afford the basics of living amid Bidenomics. That's because he, he crunches the numbers. He, he he says prices are down 30%, but they're down 30% from their all-time highs like a year ago when you were in office. If you go back to 2019 or 2020... Inflation's not going down. Everything's more expensive. I mean, just look around you. Come on, guys. Uh, German police detained two teenagers who were planning an imminent Islamist terrorist attack on a Christmas market or a synagogue in Cologne. And here we have two teenagers, Afghan origin and Chechen origin, are the suspects in the planned terror attack, according to the Dusseldorf Public Prosecutor General's Office. The Chechens are back. So look for more of these things to happen. Uh, as we get closer to Christmas. Uh, as we said before, Pope Francis punishes leading critic Cardinal Burke in second radical action against conservative American prelates. Uh, staying with the Vatican, Pope cancels trip to uh, the COP28 climate summit in Dubai. The Vatican has announced that on advice from his doctors, Pope Francis has canceled his upcoming trip to Dubai. He was due to fly out um, tomorrow. So, huh. yay. Uh, Amazon announces Q, an AI chatbot for businesses. Hmm. Yeah. Q and <laughs> First private jets will soon arrive at the COP28 climate summit as a record 70,000 attendees are expected to descend on Dubai and the United Arab Emirates. Wow. UK National Grid is activating its blackout prevention scheme amid the current cold snap. 
Really? <laughs> this is going to be fun to watch. Wait till it happens in Europe. Uh, Saudi Arabia to host the 2030 World Expo in Riyadh. Should be good. Um, when I saw this, Joe, I was like, I actually kind of had a chill down my spine. The Clintons and Michelle Obama traveling on board Air Force One together with the Bidens to Georgia. I thought, what in the hell? Um, you couldn't find a worse group of people to put together on a plane. Uh, but they were going down for the funeral of uh, Jimmy Carter's wife, Rosalind Carter, who passed away. There's no food processing plants they could have crashed into on the way down there. <laughs> um, even more shocking, United States taxpayers pay $451 billion per year, Joe, for housing and care of illegal, illegal migrants. Oh, it's all, it's only going to get more. That That's... That's almost half a trillion. This, sooner or later, we're going to be paying a trillion dollars a month in interest. A month, yeah. The people that voted for Biden, Joe, should be the ones that have to foot the bill for this. You, you realize it's been about 70-some days, and we'll just say 80 days, and I think we put about $800 billion. We, we spent about $800 billion on the national deficit, put another $800 billion on the national deficit, yeah, in the last 90 days. I mean, that they- is insane. They can't borrow any more money. Like it's if we're spending, if we're putting a trillion a month or a trillion every three months, you know how it works with like numbers. They just start getting bigger and bigger. bigger. Then in a year from now, it's going to be like every two months a trillion, and then a year later, it's going to be like, and then every few weeks, a trillion dollars on the national debt. It's not going to work out. We're at a tipping point today. Today, when talking about on this podcast, talking about the you know. We are sounding the alarm on this. We've been sounding the alarm on this. Hunter Biden is willing to testify in a public hearing before the House Oversight Committee. Committee. Oh, please let that happen. Yes, and televise it. Is this some 4D chess, Joe? Are they are they trying to outmaneuver the Republicans with this somehow? I was trying to think about why he would agree to this. He has to or else he'll go to jail. Precedents were set, Mark. I mean, I, I didn't make these rules, but the Democrats did when they started just arresting everyone in Trump's circle that didn't testify and, or ignored a subpoena. Yeah. They would drag them there to testify. Uh, Indonesia's Anak Krakatau volcano and a volcano on Japan's Iwo Jima island erupt. Joe, speaking of volcanic eruptions, what happened to the one on Iceland? They said it was supposed to erupt like last weekend, like it was imminent, but it really? hasn't erupted yet. I feel like I, there was a big one that erupted on Iceland. Oh, I would say it was about 15, 20 years ago. And no, it wasn't even that long ago. I remember that one. It had smoke in the air for for a while. Yeah, um, is it? I don't know. Is it supposed to be bigger or worse than that? Um, it's in a different area. It's closer to Reykjavik, the capital. But, yeah. Um, United Nations set to call on Americans. Leif Erikson over here, able to pronounce everything all proper and great. I'm just <laughs> Eric um, United Nations set to call on Americans to reduce meat consumption because of climate change. No, it'll never happen. It'll never happen. They might have to reduce meat consumption because they can't afford it. If you've been to the grocery store the past year, I will tell you what country is not going to abide by that. And that's the United States of America. There is no chance in hell that people in this country are going to give up their beef and their pork. And their chicken, and their chickens, and their egg, anything. I, I, I just, I love meat, man. I'm not gonna eat the bugs ever. I'm never yeah. eating the bugs. Uh, they're going back to the Ireland. Uh, the Dublin attack girl, uh, five years old, critically injured in Dublin knife attack, remains gravely ill in a hospital. Here, a school worker is in a very serious condition. So this was a stab, stabbing attack. Um, Uh, something happened in France. French society at risk of tipping over after murder of 16-year-old teenager Thomas, in quotes, in Crapole, says government spokesperson Olivier Varane. I don't know what that... I haven't been following this, so I'm not really sure what happened there um, in France about a few days ago. So, two days ago. France is another one of them countries. They don't, they don't mess around when it comes to revolution. Yeah. So- that they, they, they protest hard remember the yellow vest and stuff like that no they don't mess around um speaking of ireland uh this is their green party senator o'reilly 
nice Irish name. She says, we are restricting freedom for the common good. Hmm. That's what they always tell you. They'll never say we're doing this because we hate you and we want to control you. We think we're better than you. You don't deserve to be able to do stuff like this. Yeah. Um, and uh, I guess we can end with this. NYPD cops leave the force an alarming rate. Over 2,500 cops have turned in their badges so far in 2023. Joe, that is an insane number of police officers that are no longer patrolling the streets of New York City. Yes. How is that sustainable for another year? That's why I said 2024 is it's not going to work out. It's just, it's not. Yeah. We're going to see things that are going to make you want to just poke your eyes out, I think. This is our country. We have kids, we have children that are going to grow up in it and look what we're going to leave them with. Seriously. All right. Uh, That's all we got, Joe. Good episode today. Good to be back uh, recording. Anything else you want to say before you wrap up? No, I just want to reinforce it. We literally have a couple more weeks here in 2023, season two, I guess. And then we're going to hit it come 2024. It's an election year. I don't know. I don't even know what to expect, Mark, but maybe we'll have a few predictions for the end of the year, the beginning of the year, but 2024 is going to be epic to say the least. For those of you around our age, I think 2024 is going to be one hell of a year. Let's put it that way. Yeah. I mean, this. I think we're going to see things that we've never seen before in our lives. Um, so... It may never want to see again. Yeah. Hope we're wrong, but just calling a spade a spade here. So uh, that's all I got, Joe. Uh, great episode again. Um, follow us on uh, TikTok, Thinking Logically Podcast underscore, right? Thinking Logically yes. underscore. Yes. Thinking Logically Podcast at gmail.com. If you want to ever reach out to us, share this out with all of your friends on Spotify, Apple, whatever medium you listen to. Uh, again, thank you to all of our new listeners. And uh, we will see you guys next week. See ya.